0: Had crossed from Asia onto the American landmass. Each spring, as day's light stretched into evening and the breeze turned warm, the ducks came north, alighting on thawed ponds to rest and eat before proceeding farther north to the delta to find mates and make nests. And then there would be more ducks to repeat the flight, year upon year, until the ice sheets return an eventuality well beyond the ken of any duck. On April twentieth, two 2008, as sometimes happens in the boreal forests of northern Alberta in spring, snow began to fall. Along the banks where the great Athabasca River makes its final hard turn north toward the delta, the snow that day fell in a formidable blizzard. It stormed for three days. And nearly half a meter blanketed the river banks and the forests of pine and spruce, and the lakes and ponds strewn across the landscape east and west of the river. The weather troubled the ducks. The low cloud made it hard to navigate, and the new snow and cold air made open water scarce and harder to spot. Sometime in the evening of April 27th, or in the warming dawn of April 28th, many flocks of them, Mallards, mostly, but also quite a few mergansers, a smattering of other breeds, found a pond in the middle of a broad stretch of treeless ground. They came in one after the other, each chasing the next down onto the dark, calm surface of the water, and one after another, they discovered a strange substance floating on the pond surface, a thick, dark goo the likes of which they had never encountered before. It was native to the region but it belonged properly to the hidden depths of soil and sand deep beneath the boreal forest floor. It had no place in the flyway's ponds a thousand years ago, and it was scarce enough even ten years back that no flock of ducks had ever collided with it in such numbers. Because a duck has never needed to see what is immediately in front of it as it descends upon a pond, or far less need, at least, than it has for seeing distant predators after it lands. Its eyes are on either side of its head. Its forward vision thus limited, it isn't likely to notice its cousins flailing in distress until it too has landed. Landing on a pond is, in any case, the very essence of a duck's routine. There has never been any need for caution. The ducks flying low over the boreal forest north of Fort McMurray in this disorienting spring snowstorm were concerned only with finding open water. The pond below was an escape, an oasis, a temporary home. This is how 1611 ducks came to land on a settling basin at Syncrude Canada Limited's Aurora Oil Sands Mine a body of water and many other superfluous substances produced during the separation of bitumen from raw oil sands ore it is better known as a tailings pond a duck's feathers are coated in an oily substance secreted by the uropygial gland which renders the feathers water resistant a duck floats on water in part because it has a hollow skeleton but also because the europygeal oil prevents it from becoming waterlogged and heavy when it alights on water. If the feathers become coated in petroleum, however, the duck's defenses are neutralized. A bird born to float on water can sink. Because an oil sands tailings pond contains not just water, but also residual bitumen, boreal dirt, heavy metals— and a slow-settling slurry of oil-processing chemicals and fine clays. Its surface melts faster than a natural lake. And because this phenomenon is well understood by oil sands producers, tailings ponds are routinely ringed each spring with radar-triggered, propane-fired sound cannons. Even if a mallard duck might not know quite what a propane-fired cannon is, or for that matter, why it is, It surely knows to hightail it elsewhere when faced with a sporadic barrage of loud explosions. At Sinkroot Aurora, though, the blizzard had slowed down the cannon deployment process. The piles of snow had made it especially difficult to get crews out to the tailings pond, and then the rapid switch back to warm spring temperatures after the snow stopped had turned access roads and the pond's wide earthen dike wall.